0: Hello, precious brothers and sisters. Hey, have you ever said something to somebody and what you said was not necessarily what they heard or what you even meant? My name is Jody Coward, and I would like to welcome you to the Blood of the Lamb Ministries new podcast, Twisted Perspectives. Twisted Perspectives is about expressions that you've often heard, but we've put a new and slightly twisted biblical perspective on them. And occasionally we'll even discuss some other biblical topics. storms There are all kinds of storms. There are snowstorms, thunderstorms, rainstorms and even windstorms. Then there is the hurricanes and the tornadoes. Hey, out in West Texas there is even blinding, stinging sandstorms. I remember days when I was young that I would have to walk home backwards trying to keep the sand out of my eyes and out of my mouth. We've all experienced at least one of these kinds of storms at one time or another. Some people may have even experienced all of them. What is important is what do you do before and during these storms. In a snowstorm and in a rainstorm, it's pretty simple. You just stay out of the weather. In tornadoes, well, you better go find your hidey hole. In hurricanes, you pretty much have to evacuate to a place of safety unless of course you're just plain stupid. In sandstorms, my advice to you is just don't move to West Texas. But what do we do during these storms in life that will surely come to each and every one of us? Is there a place of safety that you can evacuate to? Is there a hidey hole that you can run to? Is there a shelter from the storm? Well, I happen to know a guy that we can run to for shelter and safety in the storms of life that can sometimes seem like they're never gonna end. Have you ever felt like you could see one of these storms coming at you? I know that Donna and I have, and we have learned that we must seek our shelter before that storm hits us. So what do we do? We turn and run to Jesus, even when it's not an easy thing to do. He's the only place that we found that His unfailing love completely surrounds us when we need it the most. We've learned that He is our hiding place. We've learned by these storm experiences that we become safe in His embrace. He is our only shelter. He is our only evacuation plan. He is our only hiding place. So we give thanks to Jesus, not for the storm itself, but because it is in these storms that our faith and dependence upon Him grows. After all, that's really what He desires from us, faith and trust in Him, especially in the middle of a storm. Storms In today's episode of Twisted Perspectives, I asked the question, what do we do during the storms that come into all of our lives? Whatever you decide to do in any given situation, your choices always start with a thought. So that got me thinking. Number one, what does the Word of God have to say about our thoughts? And number two, if it does say anything, does the Word tell us what we should think about? So let's look. Now please listen, for I need to address an issue. I am making a personal appeal to you by the gentleness and self-forgetfulness of Christ. I am the one who is humble and timid when I'm face to face, But I'm bold and outspoken when I'm a safe distance away from you. This is what the Corinthians were saying about Paul. Key thing, they were saying it about him. Now, I plead with you that when I come, don't force me to take a hard line with you, which I am willing to do by daring to confront those who mistakenly believe that we are living by the standards of the world and not by the spirits of wisdom and power. Verse 3. For although we live in the natural realm, we do not wage a military campaign employing human weapons. Using manipulation to achieve our aims. And I want to throw in here that when you try to manipulate people or situations, that's actually a spirit of witchcraft that's doing that. And it's all because you're not thinking right. Continue on. Instead of our spiritual weapons... We are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow down in obedience to the Anointed One, Jesus Christ. That's 2 Corinthians 10 verses one through five, out of the New Living Translation. In verse four, we read about the weapons. Spiritually speaking, there are many weapons that the Word of God gives us, but today we're only going to focus on one of those weapons. Verse three, we read about strongholds. Someone ask you, "What is a stronghold? According to Webster's, it is a military word. It is a military phrase. Place of a strong defense. Secondly, it is a fortified place. And thirdly, it's a place of views, attitudes, etc. that are concentrated within your mind. A stronghold is a place where the enemy can't get to you, like Jerusalem, for example. The city of Jerusalem is built up on a very tall hill with a wall all the way around it. And back in the biblical days, the wall was to prevent the enemy from getting to the citizens of Jerusalem. Secondly, a stronghold is a place where the enemy keeps you trapped in. For example, in Vicksburg, Mississippi, in the Civil War, the Union Army came against the city of Vicksburg and put a stronghold around their whole city. It was designed to keep the people of Vicksburg trapped in the city of Vicksburg. In verse number five, we read about casting down imaginations and bringing every thought captive to obey Christ. Your imaginations, these are thoughts that you have, and we are to take them captive. So, question is, is what do you do when you are taken captive? Well, simply put, you obey your captors. Paul is telling us that we can choose what to think about. Have you ever stopped to think about what you think about? Many years ago, I was asked that question, and I didn't know you could do that, but I found out that you can. Those thoughts that we have that don't line up with the Word of God, Paul has told us that we are to take those thoughts captives and make them obey what God has said about us. For example, has anybody ever told you you were worthless or no good? The Word of God does not say that about you. So you need to take that thought captive and find out what God's Word says about you and say that instead of that you're no good and you'll never be nothing. So just what are we supposed to think about? If we can't think about those other things that the culture of our world today would have us think about, what are we supposed to think about? In the book of Philippians, in chapter 4, Paul tells us, Don't be polluted in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering up your faith filled request before God with an overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends all human understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Verse number eight Keep your thoughts fixed continually on all that is authentic, all that is real, all that is honorable. All that is admirable, beautiful, and respectful. All that is pure and holy, merciful and kind. That's what we're supposed to think about. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Putting into practice the example, all that you have heard from me, speaking of Paul, and seen in my life, and the God of peace will be with you in all things. So my summation is this. Line your thoughts up to agree with what God says about you. And in summary, I want to kind of bring all this together. Our enemy, who is the kingdom of darkness and Satan, there it's not people. Oftentimes you have a what the world calls personality conflicts, and really that's not what that is. It's evil forces behind those personalities. For years, throughout your entire life, the enemy has built up strongholds within your mind. He's done this to keep you trapped in in an attempt to keep you from fulfilling God's plan for your lives. Just like the Union Army laid siege to the city of Vicksburg in the Civil War, the enemy has laid siege to us within our own minds, keeping us trapped in. Paul was telling us that what happens in a physical realm can, does, and will happen to us Mentally, spiritually, and even emotionally. And it can happen to you at any given time, at any given place. Paul was saying that we are fighting against spiritual forces. In Ephesians chapter 10, Paul tells us that we're fighting against principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness, not against people, against the evil spirits behind those people. And guess where the battlefield is? The battle takes place in your thoughts and in your mind. Jesus himself, after he came out of the wilderness, I love the chronological Bible because it puts into order how the events happened. And according to the chronological Bible, the first thing that Jesus said when he came out of the wilderness, out of what I call his 40-day wrestling match with Satan, which he did win, by the way, The first thing he said was, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is here. And it doesn't operate on this same system as the Romans or any other governmental system. So ask yourself this question, what does the word repent mean, number one? Repent, according to the Strong's Dictionary, simply means to change the way you think. So if Jesus was telling the people of Israel that day, Change the way you think. Why was he doing that? Because his kingdom operates different than any other government. Yes, I said government. The kingdom of God is a government and it operates on God's principles, not the world's. I believe Jesus was telling us that we need to learn how his kingdom works and how his governmental system works, and we do that by lining up our thoughts to agree and obey with what Jesus said about us. Now if you don't mind, I would like to take just a moment to pray for all of those who have found themselves currently in a storm. Father, I lift these precious brothers and sisters up to your throne of grace, that they would obtain your help and mercy in their time of their trouble. Father God, I ask you to help them to know and to understand that they are anchored to the Lord Jesus Christ. And even in the midst of their storm, that you, Father, are currently filling them with peace of mind and joy of heart by the power of your precious Holy Spirit. I ask you, Father, to help them seek and find their shelter in your presence, where they find themselves safe in your embrace. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody said amen and amen. I'd like to thank you for taking your time to listen to our podcast today. If you would like to contact us with your questions, your comments, or even your prayer request, you can do so at jodycoward59 at gmail.com. That's J-O-D-Y-C-O-W-A-R-D 59 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, remember, we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies.